what originally was supposed to be the time machine, but was changed because they didn't want to have children climbing into them thinking they were time machines. I know this one. Oh. I know this one. <laughs> I know it. Pick me. Pick me. Go, Alex. Oh, no, hold Washing on, hold on. Machine. No, you're wrong. But AJ, but not a, not a bad guess. Welcome to the What's Already Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and Jerry. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Sinheider. Better red than dead. And Alec Purchase. Let's get it. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to stick at some point, Jay. I know. This is going to fuck with me for a bit. Like, it's good having you back, but it, my intro. You hit. ruined the intro, yeah. man. <laughs> I ruined a lot of things. Oh, shit. I love it. Um, yeah. Welcome. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification buttons. Uh, tell a f- friend about us. Tell a uh, time-traveling teenager about 30 us. 30-year-old who looks like yeah. a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the 80s. Um, yeah, you know, or tell a mad scientist that creates time travel about us. So, yeah, before we get started, though, Let's not forget that we are sponsored by Manscaped. Uh, yeah. Um, Alec, I understand that. I planned a bit. So I thought to myself, what's the best way to show what Manscaped can do? And I figured it was right here on the podcast. So if we look this way, we Boy. see not Manscaped, right? But if we look this way, <laughs> Manscaped. We look head on, it just looks weird as fuck. But this way, Manscaped, nice close shave, nice crop, looks good. This way, not so much. I'm glad that you decided to show us your face and not your balls. Yeah, I was a little worried there for a second. Please, that's that's the Patreon-only show. <laughs> well, now Charles knows what he gets to look we for. We may never get another Patreon. <laughs> but Manscaped, we love and it, was it smooth? Was it comfortable? Did it pinch the skin? Smooth, comfortable, easy glide. It was amazing. Um, I mean, I I was doing the bit I was working on was trying to get like cool facial hair shaved in, but wow. I realized you have to be an artist for that. Um, it does not matter if you have no artistic skill whatsoever. So I was like, you know what I can do? I can shave half my face and show a side by side comparison. I mean, look at that. Look at that close to camera. Look at that. Look at the difference. Yeah, you can see it. It's amazing to one point. This is, you know, this is the side where it's like, eh, time to shave. This is the side where it's pretty good. It's fucking me up right now because I'm trying to do it in the camera. It's the wrong way. But it was a phenomenal experience using Manscaped to shave the good side of the face and make it all nice, smooth, no pinching, no redness, no irritation. Amazing. Can't wait to try it on my balls. (laughs) I have tried it on my balls, the 5.0 and everything, and it's nice. Um, and speaking, you know, look, gentlemen, get ready to jingle and deck your balls this holiday with the help from our friends over at Manscaped. Uh, they are the leaders in the below the waist grooming game. Um, yeah, we got the T-shirts. Thanks, Manscaped. Um, they have just launched their performance package 5.0 Ultra, uh, but I like to call it the small gift for your big package. Uh, so <laughs> it features Santa's number one helper, the Lawnmower 5.0 Manscaped. Can guarantee you'll be stuffing more than just your stocking this season. 
Uh, let your ornaments shine and enjoy 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code the verdict, all one word. Um, Mrs. Claus will definitely thank you for that. So imagine you've been using them for a while, haven't you? Like before the 5.0, now that you have the yeah, 5.0. I had the I had the 3.0 lawnmower, but it's you know, it's always good for an upgrade, just like when you get a new iPhone and this lawnmower 5.0, it's smooth, it's it's sleek, and dare I say it's sexy. Makes my balls look sexy. Yeah, I I was impressed too with the and I talked about it before, but the weed whacker. I think that's my favorite part. Like I shave my balls on occasion, but trim them up. Jay's got a lot of nose hairs. I've seen him in person a few times. It's a problem. No, and then the ear hairs. The older I've gotten, like the weirdest thing was the first time I was getting my hair cut, and I had the dude always trims my beard for me a little bit too. But then. He's like, uh, you want me to get those hairs in your ear? I'm like, well, fuck, yeah. Like, I didn't know I had them, but sure, appreciate you. So that now probably, that probably hurt a little bit when you realize that you're like, dang. Yeah, it's it, you know, it's one of those things that comes with age, but so it is what it is. I'm proud of us. That was like the most normal ad read we've ever done. It was beautiful. I know. So as we wrap it up, get 20% off of free shipping with code the verdict at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code the verdict. Uh, give the gift of manscaped this holiday season. Uh, well, your balls and others balls will appreciate that gift. So yeah, thanks manscaped manscaped for sponsoring us. And uh, we'll have, I'm sure manscaped will come up again more before the episode's over, but let's, uh, Let's talk movies. We are into our third movie of the movies that are worth the rewatch uh, month of December. Um, and we're jumping in with Back to the Future. It was released July 3rd, 1985. It was written and directed by Robert Zemeckis. It stars Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Crispin Glover, Tom Wilson, Claudia Wells, Mark McClure, Wendy Joe Sperber. And Francis Lee McCain. Um, I love this synopsis. Marty McFly, a 17-year-old high school student, is accidentally sent 30 years into the past in a time-traveling DeLorean invented by his close friend, the Maverick scientist, <laughs> Doc Brown. <laughs> Not to be confused with Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, the Maverick. Why don't they scientist. say, like, wily, weird, kooky old scientist oh christopher lloyd came up with that synopsis probably 100 that was christopher lloyd probably maverick probably. please oh god yeah i was like why don't you just put mad scientist why is it like yeah. <laughs> maverick like you don't need to make doc brown cooler like he's already cool like it's just an in vain effort you know what i mean so i don't know it was, but i did laugh the first time as i was prepping for that i was like oh god what a dumb thing to put all right there. i have a i have a couple of trivia questions for you guys okay. how many how many times do you think this movie was rejected alec what's what's your guess i'm going to go with the nice round even 37 <laughs> <laughs> jj uh, Is JJ going to go, you said 12? It was, Alec, very close, 40 times. Ooh! They just didn't think we'd be interested in time travel movies back then. And, I mean, I guess I, I mean, I'd have to defer to JJ, who was a very small, I mean, when this, when, when did this movie go? It was like 84, what year 85. did this come? You, 
JJ would have been four. a very small child. Yes. Yeah, it was four. Um, look, I love this. That's crazy. And this movie had a lot of weird issues because mm-hmm. it originally wasn't set to star Michael J. Fox. No, it wasn't. For uh, like three weeks. He yeah, wasn't he'd even- already started filming. And then yeah. Robert Zemeckis is like, this shit isn't working. <laughs> I, I can't remember who it was. Do you have it in front yeah, of you? Yeah, I have it. I have it up. It was Eric Stoltz. Yeah, which if you know Eric the Stoltz. Flash, that's how yeah. we know that is from the Flash movie. Yep. Yeah, that yeah. would have been, I mean, you just can't even, you can't even, you're like, what? Like, what? Like, no, yeah, no, no, it could never have been that. But it's no. funny because that's sometimes how things, granted, I don't think most movies when they recast film for like a couple weeks, they just try it out. They're like, no. All right. What do you think this movie was originally going to be called? I, I'm just blown away. I'll give you a hint. It does involve space and it involves a planet. Involves a planet? There's a planet in this name. And the word space is also in the name. You're never going to get it, but it's fun. Uh, 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 Maverick planet? scientist takes Jupiter <laughs> teenager back in time on Earth. Uh, not a bad spaceman from pluto i was about to say just so you know i was about to say spaceman from mars but but where is the pluto where does it even come from i can't remember what's the i can't remember the reference part of that it's because when he when he comes in to scare his dad and he's darth vader Uh, ah when they they did there's an original like you there is a cut scene that was on the floor where he says i'm darth vader from pluto or some shit but instead of the planet vulcan (laughs) so that's i think that's probably where it came from got it okay last one at least for now what originally was supposed to be the time machine but was changed because they didn't want to have children climbing into them thinking they were time machines i know this one i know this one (laughs) i know it pick me pick me go alex hold on machine No, you're wrong. But Damn JJ, it. but not a, not a bad guess. He's on. It's it's a household thing. He's in. He's in the. Well, of course, they don't want. Kids. What do you think? Sure. Um, not a bad guess. That's a great guess. Oh God, it's a household thing. It's it, it's a bit. It, you could very much guess it's it's used every day. A dishwasher. Not a bad guess as well. A refrigerator. Oh. <laughs> I think they picked that because it was big enough, like theoretically, fair, fair. for like an adult to get in there. But that just cracks me up that we're so impressionable. Because like, Dad, I'm going in the fridge. <laughs> like, they were worried I mean, about that. They're not wrong. I can but see. Like, how does that change? Like, like, but it, oh, they change it to a car. What? You're your kid. You're just gonna try and get in your car and hope that you go somewhere. But I guess it's less da- like dangerous. Maybe all they not- did is. Slow that down by about a decade because every <laughs> year old I know is like, I'm going 88. 88 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you're just gonna encourage kids, like teenagers to drive really fast in hopes that I mean, knowing they wouldn't go time traveling, but they would feel like it. I don't know, just <laughs> crap like that makes me laugh. Well, I'm just wondering how you get a refrigerator up to 88 miles an hour. <laughs> hey, that's some TV show right there. I'm sure there, there's a way it feels uh, very uh. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull oh, things cool. right there. Like, surprised he didn't go back in time. Oh, wait. He waited till the next movie for that shit. Thanks, um, You're welcome. Well, so, that, that concludes trivia with Matson. Yeah. Hey, AKA was, the real ginch. 
It was good trivia. I like that. Well done. Um, hey, this is one of my favorite movies, and I think it holds up, in my opinion. Like, it's just, it's funny. And it it's one of those things that, as an adult, like, I watch it a little different. Like, when I was a kid, I didn't realize the uncomfortable, like, make-out session with his mom at the end of the movie was like, it was like, that's kind of funny. He made out with his mom, or his mom kissed him, and then you're like... But as an adult, I'm like, it gets, it never gets less weird. <laughs> well, that, that scene is cringy. You're like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some parts of this movie where you're like, yeah, this was made in the eighties. Like there was some shit they didn't really care about back then, but there's, there's certain things about like, I love the whole, like the weird things that happen that you have to look at it and go, is it a coincidence? Cause he changes the future, right? Like his parents are definitely in a different situation when he gets back, but there's still like the subtle, interesting things. Like, did he invent the skateboard? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I enjoy those little weird moments that those are the things to me that make this movie. One of the things that make this movie, besides the fact that it's just fun and entertaining and Michael J. Fox absolutely is great as is Christopher Lloyd. As is Chris Crispin Glover, um, but like I enjoy those little moments of, you know, just did he or is that the reason that you know what I mean or like because at the end too, you have the the music, the whole music thing. You're like, oh man, how much did he actually influence? But then, you know, it's the whole grandfather paradox almost, like of time travel. Would it have happened if he hadn't gone back? But is this first time he went back? Like, who knows, right? I, I just enjoy that weird shit. And I'm not usually, like, a big fan of the pitfalls of time travel, but I think Robert Zemeck has handled it really well. Yeah, I really like that you brought that up because something I noticed for the first time on this watch through was when he's playing the song at the end, Johnny Be Good, mm-hmm. the phone call goes to Chuck, yeah. who's cousin of Marvin Berry. Chuck Berry's the guy who wrote the song. Mm-hmm. So it's the these little ways that they address this. Um, and that was like the, you know, you have the knocks down one of the pines. So Twin Pines Mall becomes Lonely Pines Mall or whatever. Yeah. Um, so you have the little things. But that was this was the first time that I noticed this was specifically that, you know, they don't throw it in your face. Right. They let you go kind of look for it and see it. Uh, but it brings up what you said, that grandfather paradox. Like, OK, how many times have we been through this time loop? Yeah so funny but i mean thank god they didn't do eric stoltz (laughs) because that wouldn't have worked maybe somewhere they did and then they went back in time because they realized it was a shit idea and redid it with marty mcfly (laughs) what was the show there was a show or a movie recently that there was time travel and or at least universe hopping and instead of michael j flox they went with it was the flash was it the flash? It was the flash, yeah. That's right. Because he got a tattoo oh, on his yeah, leg. That's right. That's right. Eric Stoltz. He had him on his leg. That's how unmemorable the flash was. You even said it, and I forgot that that was actually the <laughs> movie that was so that movie pissed me off. But no, I this movie is absolutely one of my favorites because of like how subtle it can be, and yet how in your face, like the whole Darth Vader thing. Dude, still to this day, like I laugh out loud for a few moments when I'm Darth Vader and he slaps his chest from the planet Vulcan. (laughs) 
fucking great. To me, this movie, one of the things that always sticks with me is, you know, a movie's done something right when you can hear a song and when it makes you think of mm. a movie. So like, um, like with, not to reference this movie just yet, but like with Remember the Titans, the, um, gosh, there's two songs that I should be able to think of off the top. Nah, of my nah, nah, yeah. Nah. That, and then there's the, there's another one, um, like the country road. No, it's the country. No, it's not. That. It's a different one. Anyways. But in this one, it's the, I don't know the title of the song when he's playing the guitar at the, the dance. Johnny uh, be good. Yeah. There you go. Johnny be good. Like anytime I hear that, cause Tay loves to listen to oldies music and it's on it. And I immediately I'm transported like right back there, that scene, all that surrounding it. And it just makes me feel good. And that's, I think the premise of this movie for me is it like Jay already said it, it holds up well. They're, the practical effects in this movie, there's not really, I guess maybe there's some, like, I don't know if there's CGI special effects. If there is, it's fine. But I, this movie relies a lot on practical effects and the acting, albeit not the most incredible, but so 80s and perfect. Um, it's just, there's so many, like, I love the over-the-top characters. Like Biff, for instance, I love how more over-the-top he gets later, but I, I love how it makes the 50s, 60s look cool and trendy and i'm like man I, i'd love to go back to that and be in a diner and do all those things and um it just takes me to a time period that i've never lived and i'm like yeah I, I could go back and do that and there's so many good one like liners in this i mean one of the famous most famous one-liners in all of cinema great scott and it almost didn't make it almost didn't make the movie and um it's just crazy as i think like something like that wasn't written in but i think many of the one-liners like that actor tries it out and they realize like hey i think i got something here yeah i I agree like it's one of those things where there are certain things that come from this movie that you just autumn and everybody knows it right like it doesn't matter like for you said great scott the other one i always think of is like the whole uh when he plays the johnny begin he's like you guys may not be ready for that yet (laughs) but your kids are of it and that one's become like this huge meme all over the internet too right like there's mm-hmm. shit that they use that for and like that's the thing it's like it's like i mean 1985 this movie is coming up on 40 years old and it's still immensely quotable and people just know back to the future and its sequels and it's just yeah it's one of those things that every time i watch it i still get excited about at least certain parts of it like i always laugh to it like when he's back first gets back and he immediately tries to go to doc brown <laughs> and like doc's even more cuckoo than coke for cocoa puffs in the 1950s than he is mm. in the 1980s and so he's like doesn't believe him and he's messing with him and then like talks about the it takes the flux capacitor for him to figure it out um and the the bump on the head thing so i just like I don't know. It's just one of those things that I can watch this anytime and I just get just as I feel like a kid again when I'm watching it and I just enjoy and there are issues with the movie that I'm sure we'll talk about. But like I forgive them immediately. You know what I mean? Because it's just so fun and it's so entertaining. And Michael J. Fox is so charismatic that you just you're like rooting for him the whole movie. 
even when he's doing dumb shit like and it's got one of the greatest openings ever like, with the stupid giant ass amplifier speaker <laughs> and, the, and he blows himself into the back of the room and the phone it's it just yeah so many just memorable moments that are just silly and fun all right question for the both of you do you feel like is this the most memorable vehicle in a movie or TV show or does Knight Rider or some other like Aston Martin with James Bond? cars. Yes. Vehicle. Well, I was thinking Millennium Falcon's technically a vehicle and I put that above. Uh, but, that's not... but if we're talking cars, I'm going DeLorean. Let's say that JJ. I'm trying to think. Yeah, probably. I can't think of a different one. The only thing, no, I was going to say maybe James Dean's uh, vet. If it was, was it a vet? I don't remember his coup, like his. I don't remember. But that takes an old soul like me or Alec to think about. Yeah, you but, pull up a De- DeLorean. Everybody knows what it is. Sure. There's I think everybody can alive. say that. Yeah. Because even Knight Rider, some people. I don't know if they would right totally be able to get it. Like, that looks familiar. I mean, the yeah. only one that might be more is the Batmobile, but I'm still uh, taking the DeLorean over the Batmobile, I think. Yeah, I I agree. I think, and especially because the DeLorean is the DeLorean. Like, there's no misunderstanding what that's from. Like, the Batmobile, there's been so many iterations. Like, it's like, well, which one are you talking about, right? Yeah. With... The DeLorean, it's yeah. I so yeah, I would say it is. I think it's the most recognizable and attached to a certain franchise. Did you guys? So I almost bought a DeLorean when I was so when I, yeah. So how many of those did they make? I thought there wasn't a ton of them even made. Um, there wasn't a ton of them made, and there's even less left. Um, and so when I was I grew up where I was living in Kentucky, Tennessee area. So I was 15, I think. And I was getting, so I got my life, my learner's permit, and my license early there. Cause we lived out in the middle of BFE. Hey, uh, there's only 9,000 made. Yeah. From 81 to 83 and they went bankrupt at 82. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, you're already making this, this is already interesting. Yeah. So when I was living in Kentucky, my, my, one of my best friends at the time, Caleb, lived across the street from this old guy uh, and his wife. And there was always under, it was always under this like car cover. Right. And we didn't know what it was, but you could see it was sitting there. And one day he took that car cover off because he was showing it to somebody. And I'm like, Holy shit, that's a DeLorean. And I'd never seen one in real life. I'd just seen back to the future a million times as a teenager and a kid. And, I was like, that's the freaking, De- that's a DeLorean. I mean, again, it's instantly recognizable. Even without all the shit in the back for the time travel thing, just the DeLorean is there and it's re- instantly recognizable. And I was like, man. So the guy was saying it was selling it. Well, I had my license even at 15 because we lived out where buses didn't run. And so they gave you a license to be able to go to high you school. You were driving since you were 10. Let's just tell them. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I was like, I went to my, and the guy was selling it for like five grand. And at the time, it was kind of a weird transition. It was like early 90s or mid 90s. And so it wasn't like it was still a few years removed from what it is now. Like now you couldn't buy one for probably 30 or 40 grand. 
if it was and this thing ran one of the hydraulics in the in the gull wing doors on the passenger side needed to be replaced you could still lift it but you had to like deadlift that fucker because <laughs> the hydraulic was out but the driver's side still worked and it was really crazy so the windows on those yeah, it's, it's, it's just this little there's a window in a window yeah it, the window itself doesn't come up and down like most cars it was like it stayed static but there was like this little window at the bottom that it was like those old like window windows like that didn't it just kind of popped out and you got a breeze coming in and it would but it was like and it was one of the most uncomfortable cars i've ever sat in in my life like when you sat in it like it was compact like it's not a lot of room when you see marty get in and it's like it seems it's that small like it's not much of a car but yeah we were looking at buying it if we hadn't moved to utah like a few months after i turned 16 like we probably my dad i had my dad convinced to buy it for no other reason than he would have been able to say he had a delorean in his driveway but like yeah i I was this close to owning a delorean thankfully i didn't because they're nothing but a money pit and but it was cool i drove it around the block it was it was bitching i was like this is cool call me marty mcfly motherfuckers like (laughs) put on your life preserver yeah (laughs) that's a great joke too especially since i love to wear like i used to love to wear like the down vests like i'm like that's right marty mcfly um i do enjoy one of my favorite parts of this movie is the dynamic between george and marty like as he's trying to get marty back with his mom or george back with his mom like i just enjoy crispin glover's performance and it's sad that eventually like there was a big fight between crispin glover and and the the franchise because he didn't want to do anymore and so they speaking of digital effects they superimposed his ass into later films but um i yeah i love crispin glover in this like how just awkward and goofy like every time biff's messing with him he's like <laughs> yeah okay okay how, how, much, how much do you how much money you got on you how much do you want biff like <laughs> it's just so well biff i figure because it yeah. wasn't due till monday <laughs> yeah. such a simpleton yeah crispin glover was a revelation in this film like he just Anytime he's on the screen, it's hard to act, I think, next to Michael J. Fox. But he pulls it off very well, like being that polar opposite of just this awkward, uncomfortable guy. And I was like, it's well done. I I really enjoy his performance. So I do enjoy, like, well, look, Leah Thompson's Leah Thompson. And she's absolutely gorgeous in this movie so like watching her but unfortunately leah thompson like ruined her career by doing almost ruined her career really dampened her career by doing the freaking uh howard the duck (laughs) 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 that's a movie we need to put on the list cinematic masterpiece Uh, hey let's not do that (laughs) Dude, I love how oh, Matt said no. Let's do. I'm gonna it. go yeah. back into semi-retirement again. <laughs> I love Howard the Duck, but it's terrible. <laughs> it's a bad movie, but I love it because it is that bad. But yeah, so 
I, I don't know. I think like this was one of those things when you look back on careers that were made because Michael J. Fox was pretty much nobody. I mean, he had the facts of life was the facts of life or whatever the TV show was that he was doing. But once he did this, like it launched him into ridiculousness. Um, and yeah, it's been fun to watch different things that he's in because he's just, and he's Michael J. Fox. And I mean, now the guy's famous for whole other reasons. Right. But like, his fight with Parkinson's. Have you guys watched the documentary on him? Yep. So good. You should watch it. That that's crazy. Like his, like the relationship with his wife and anyway, that's not what we're talking about, but kind of is, but you should watch it. If you haven't watched it, there's my shameless plug for a different movie to watch. Um, well, yeah, like it's great. I wanted the, to say my, my favorite scene, the one that I remember the most, I don't remember when, how old I was when I first saw this, but the skateboard scene, is still my favorite to this day like just seeing i think maybe it's what made me want to skateboard i have no idea but i just remember it and just how it ended with uh biff in the pile of like dung or manure or whatever it is and still like whatever i know it's coming but it's like home alone or something like that it just makes you giggle every time he's like yeah you stupid jerk like you deserve that (laughs) and just made skateboarding look cool and i know i was reading michael j fox he didn't know he never like hadn't like been on a skateboard didn't know how to do it so he had to learn to do it and mm-hmm. power to him yeah yeah i tried doing it that's movie inspired me and I, I was like nope i'm gonna die i i never had the it's pretty athletic dude but i could never figure out like something moving underneath me and controlling that with underneath yeah standing up just didn't work for me yeah i so think kudos to him what I like most about it is just that scene and really this whole movie just it was really creative, fun, at times whimsical and just imaginative. And I think that's why coming back to it, this is a type of movie when my son is older, like as soon as a movie he can like grasp it and hold on to it, like this will be something I'll watch immediately with him just because it's it's fun and it doesn't get old. Um, and it's one of those that you can pop in and pop out a lot, a lot of different scenes and just be happy that you're watching it whether it's crazy doc or the terrorists or the cool car i mean there's just so many things you could like that's like dope or uh, so just something mm-hmm. fun yeah and i want a, an like a remote control actual car that would be sweet like every time i watch this like that's mm-hmm. one of the first things when you're watching doc control it with with uh einstein in the freaking thing and he's like driving it. i'm like i want an actual car that i can control with the remote that would be dope as hell until I wrecked it. But um, yeah, I'm with you. And I think one of my, the other things that makes this movie hold up is even though it's, it's older and like the, but the, the story itself and like the companionship between doc and Marty and then like all of the relationships in this movie and they do such a good job playing off of each other that you actually believe it like that they're there to help each other and they're working on it. And then it's got some of the craziest, funny, like interesting scenes. And, and it has some tense, like intensity to it. Right. Too. Like you have this moment where you're like, man, is George going to come through? And then he smacks the shit out of Biff and you're like, yeah, get him. And then there's like doc Brown hanging from a freaking bunch of cables from the clock tower. And you're like, is he going to drop it? Like, that's it. Mm. Like, I remember as a kid watching that thing pull, like rip his pants as it's sliding down. And I'm like, Oh shit, Marty's going to be stuck in 1955. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
so I, they do a good job of keeping while there's some silliness and there's some comedy it's got a little bit of everything to keep it interesting so uh, yeah i mean a really good job to JJ, you forgot to mention the cool town model that they oh, mocked yeah, up yeah. just to like set the scene i mean every good it wasn't a heist but it was i guess you could call it a time heist in a sense every heist needs it yeah yeah well and that's another testament to this movie is like even in endgame like they reference it right like is your whole plan based off of back to the future yeah that's good because that would be stupid <laughs> i mean back to the future was complete bullshit yeah. mm-hmm. that's actually a great segue because of this movie Mm-hmm. Uh, it's used in multiple like scientific it kicked off a lot of scientific research about time travel and like the physics behind it and like the possibilities of time travel so there was like a huge uptick in like the theoretical physics uh, mm-hmm. because of the creativity it spawned in that field so movies can do things when you're just making shiz up you might get some smart people to see if it is real or fake absolutely the power that screenwriters have is ridiculous yes um i tell you so what i love is i love uh christopher lloyd doc brown mm-hmm. because he, it's a even the background acting that he does is amazing like his little facial expressions the wild hair whole nine yards when he's hanging off the clock tower you get this great intense scene like you were talking about and then it's over because he's ready to plug and you know go and it's done <laughs> and he gets and his face, like eyes bug out, <laughs> and it just ticks it right back up in the intensity. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh no, I have another problem to solve. Um, but it's just you know testament to Christopher Lloyd for being able to pull it off because he adds so much to these moments um, that it makes it great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the acting's it's yeah, it's great. Jay, I'm curious, you mentioned there's a couple things that aren't great about this movie like you would nitpick. What would those things be? Yeah, like I, the first one that always stands out to me that annoys me is like the at the end, like when the car when the DeLorean won't start and like he just <laughs> fucking headbutts it and all of a sudden it starts like, I'm like, wait, what? That's not how that shit works. Like <laughs> if, if you're starter or you're alternator or you're out of get like if any of those issues are there, like it's not just going to fucking start because you headbutt it. So like, I get that it's the, the intention and it, it works from like the first time, especially like, Oh shit, it's not going to start again. Cause we've seen that problem in the past, but, and it's to add to the intensity of the moment, not only is doc having all these issues, but the other problem is, is if it starts in that moment, then the whole fucking thing doesn't work anyway because he's going to be too early getting to the point. So it's it has to happen to balance out what's going on with Doc Brown. But it just annoys me that it's this headache. It's his headbutt into the steering wheel. And then he's like, oh, that worked. And like So like that moment bothers me. Um, I do think like the whole, sometimes the, Elaine, like the mom thing, like I'm like it's, and I think this is and me as an adult. It's so awkward at moments, like the way she's like, he's so dreamy, and I'm, that's your son, like fuck, it's weird. Yeah, but she doesn't know that. I know, and that <laughs> leads me to my next problem, and that is, this dude literally changed your life. Like he got you together. He, she wanted to 
do things to the man until she actually made out with him. And thankfully they leaned into the, that felt weird. Right. Like, so that cleaned that up. But then as adults, like, and I realize it's 30 years later, but do you really not have some recollection of Marty from the future or the past when you're in the future? Like, why does my kid look exactly like the dude that like, I would think that George would be like, wait a second <laughs> hold up did marty come back sometime 17 years ago because marty our marty looks a lot like that marty like that's and i realize you have to that's a suspension of disbelief thing right but the older i get the more i watch it i have to think about i i'm 42 years old i would recognize someone that was that i may not remember their name I may not remember exactly where I know them from, but I would see that face and go, I know that person, right? Even though I would be 12 years old, I would be like, mm. and so it's, it, that's a hard lift for me. I think that's the one thing that bothers me the most is the whole, how does George and Elaine not recognize Marty from anyway? That's problematic. But those are the couple of things. And again, they're nitpicky as shit because they don't impact the entertainment value or the fun that I have watching this movie. But they are things that I think about. What I always think about is the terrorists because like Doc knew he was, what, remember he was like going to die or whatever. And he could have, one, probably written like a longer note and two, <laughs> he wore like a bulletproof vest. But if he knew he was going to die, I don't know, like maybe protect your head too or something. And he was like surprised. He should, it shouldn't have been that surprised. Um, and it's, it's not like a, a plot hole, but it's just one of those things you're like, eh, like you think about it more and you're like, I mean, he could have done that maybe a little bit differently, but it's also Doc and he's just stupid and smart at the same time. That's fair. <laughs> what about you, Alec? Anything that bothers you about the movie? Not really. Like there's nothing that stands out as would be an issue um i mean i just really love the fact that matson gets an appearance in the school dance scene um <laughs> cutting in mcfly that's funny um no but nothing really sticks out as being an issue or a problem because i like to see those little connections and when they do connect it kind of disappear or dissipates anything that would be like oh hey that's an issue but you can kind of chalk it up to you know oh you know life kind of takes its toll or whatever like uh funny moment goldie wilson when he's young kid talking about how he's going to clean up the sparkling white clean town yeah. in 30 years in the future when he's mayor it's a shithole dump yeah um and you know that i think that's a good thing like, everybody's like oh i could be a politician or whatever Mm -hmm. um, i'm gonna clean it up and then you get there and nothing ever really changes <laughs> yeah i love that line too good you can start with the floor <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh shit no that's a good point i like that and i always yeah matson's appearance that's great savage <laughs> i was just looking this up i didn't realize this next time i watch it i'll have to pay attention to the clock tower because they have to time it like exactly right there's no second hand on the clock tower i didn't mm -hmm. And Donnie, so the fact that they could be that precise, not even really physically possible at that point. But it's, it doesn't detract from anything, but it's a funny thing because yeah. I don't think, yeah, you probably would have missed it. <laughs> that's funny. I had, had never noticed that, but it's good to know. Cool. Should we rate it? Let's do it. 
Okay, this was my pick, so I'll go first. Look, guys, it's a five. It's like there are very few movies that I can think of, and I've seen a lot of movies, and I still watch a lot of movies. There are very few that go on the list with this movie to me as with its level of rewatchability and the fact that I do not care. Like there's a lot of movies I'll rewatch, but there's not a lot that it doesn't matter when, how many times, how often, like if someone's like, man, back to the future's on, I'm in, I'll jump in in the middle. I'll start it from the beginning. I'll start it at the end. I don't care. Like there is so much entertainment value and so much good fun stuff that comes out of this movie for me that I'll watch it anytime, anywhere. And it's just pure entertainment. And even the little things, when I've nitpicked those little things, like it's because I'm an adult and I've seen it so many times that I can't help but see some of those things that I'm like, hold on, why didn't that bother me earlier, right? But it doesn't change the fact that I still come away happier having watched Back to the Future. So five for me, this is up there in my probably if i had to list it it's it's one of my top 10 movies of all time um and the fact that it's so good made two pretty decent sequels even better like i want to like the sequels shut more your mouth matson hey. number two i number she's like it i love three three's great see and i like two better than three but they're still not as good as the first, no. but I'll watch either of them anytime too because it still has that same feel. I will. Um, and that's because this one was so fucking good. So yeah, five for me. Uh, this is two. Two has a massive plot hole with their whole <laughs> sure. time travel. Where as I get older, I'm like, man, I really have a hard time. Like it, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, it truly leads into some of those time travel paradoxes. Quite yeah, heavy, like, but. Uh... But I do love it. I do love it. So, yeah, five for me. Alec. I'm up next. This is an easy one, five. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that they're able to really tell, like Matson was saying, a whimsical movie uh, that has stuff going on all the time, but none of it's ever really bad. Mm. Um, you know, Mar Marty goes back to the past. He turns into his own worst enemy by trying to, you know, give his dad confidence. He's actually ruining the future so he's having to battle with that and once he finally takes a step out that's where everything happens um and then you have just stuff that's happening different timelines all this branching that's going on but they still are able to really kind of wrap it up without any loose ends which is really really cool i am will also watch this movie anytime any place anywhere at any point um because it is just that enjoyable uh so yeah easy five for me matson mm -hmm. you're up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Look, as I am manicuring my uh, South Pole with my Manscaped tools, <laughs> this movie could be Why on. Are you I so mean, weird? Hey, that's their thought, it. right? Not mine. Anyways, this movie's a five as well. I mean, I think I've been. Uh, I, if your movie can take, hey, let's balance the '80s, the '50s, time travel, skateboarding, making out with your mom going to a school you've never been to, hanging out with the mad scientist, terrorists, dying, bullying. I mean, there's more thing. I could go on, but I'll stop there. And it does it all so well in a way that is lighthearted, yet, as JJ said, intense at certain moments. And it, I, to me, this movie doesn't take itself 
too seriously, but knows the moments that it needs to captivate you. And it does it really well. And it's this movie to me is a lot of scenes that are perfect and rewatchable and I'll do it time and time again. So I, uh, like I said, can't wait to share this movie with those in, in my family. My little son, when he gets old enough to do so. And I think that's always a hallmark of a good movie. While I love the, the trilogy could be, better i love too because it's over the I, I love biff and he's over the top but it didn't land as well this is the best i mean it's like most trilogies sure. like the first one's the best but i mean just iconic absolutely guys that's three triple fives in this month i guess that's the whole point right is they're rewatchable well um, it'll stop after this so <laughs> oh that's funny i knew it would but that's okay it's been a while since I've been able to shit on Mattson for real, for real. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's Back to the Future, another five across the board movie. Alec, tell everybody where they can find us. Happy to, JJ. So thank you for tuning in to Back to the Future. Uh, like JJ said, we are in the midst of our month for movies worth a rewatch. And I think we done did good this month. Uh, fives across the board so far. I, I was going to say that this could be the legendary only fives month, but you heard it from Matson's own mouth that he's going to no. fuck that up. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I tell tune you in next happening. week as Matson shits on all our dreams and ruins it. I guess that's why it's the legendary fives only. Uh, but in the meantime, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. YouTube is the place to be for our episodes and content. New one comes out every Monday. Um, the special shout out and thank you to our patron, Guy Pierce, for selecting this month's movies. You are a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, one last time, go to manscaped.com, pick up some goodies for the goodies, and use the discount code THEVERDICT. That's all one word, the verdict for 20% off your order and free shipping. Uh, with that, I'll kick it back to the Mauling Monarch, the King of Crash, Ajay J. Yeah. Yes, for sure. We appreciate you, Manscaped, for sponsoring the episode. Go check those guys out. Get some goodies for the goodies. I like that. That's for your South Pole. Yeah, exactly. Jingle bells. Take care of the, the jingle balls and the South Pole. Um, Red man swells. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> if you re- want to know what that reference is, go back and watch our last episode where Matson sings a jingle. Uh <laughs> With that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Whoa! Hasta la vista, baby. Cinematic.